Welcome to the Retirement Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Greg Gonzalez. My goal for the podcast is to help you live a better life in retirement by giving you the tools and information you need in a language that you can understand. Today, we're going to be talking about why people push retirement off until age 65 or maybe 63 and a half. And we're going to get into the basics of Medicare. Medicare is, for most people that are retired, that's their health insurance. That's what they've been paying into their entire working lives, and they depend on Medicare for their health insurance during retirement. Maybe they're 65 and older, or maybe they're disabled. We're also going to talk about other options for health insurance and how expensive it really is for good quality health insurance nowadays. If you're a new listener to the Retirement Made Easy podcast, I'm Greg Gonzalez. I'm a financial advisor located in St. Louis, Missouri. I have clients in about 20 different states, so I get to have these conversations with clients every day about retirement planning, whether it's Medicare, health insurance, maybe it's a 401k that somebody needs help with. Maybe somebody is inheriting an IRA or inheriting a Roth IRA or an annuity. These are questions that I deal with on a daily basis, and I enjoy helping people with these questions on a daily basis. So I created my podcast, the Retirement Made Easy podcast, to help people by sharing these discussions that I'm already having with my current clients. So maybe you can learn from someone else's experience. Maybe you can learn something from each episode, and that can help you as you plan for your own successful retirement. Before we get into today's discussion, I wanted to mention my website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. That's retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. If you haven't already, check out a couple of the free resources right there on the website, such as my retirement secret sauce, which is my recipe, so to speak, where I list the ingredients you're going to need for a successful retirement. It's kind of like your grandmother's salad dressing. What were the exact ingredients that she used? And she would always say, oh, just a little of this or a little of that. Well, I told my grandma one time, hey, I want you to write it down and measure it out so I can replicate your delicious salad dressing. And she finally did, and I have it on an index card somewhere. So check that out, my retirement secret sauce, as well as maybe our budgeting tool for those people that are starting to put together a budget for retirement and saying, how much money do we actually need to live on in retirement? Maybe you don't live on a budget. Well, this tool will help you. And also we have our couple's guide to a dream retirement where my life coach and my business coach actually helped me with this. Thousands and thousands of dollars we invested into that couple's guide to a dream retirement. And what it does is it helps you dream together and come up with the optimal vision for your future. So you don't just kind of go through life and kind of doing this and that without any direction. That guide will help you live the most meaningful life based on your values and your goals and what's really important to you and your spouse. So check those two things out on my website under resources. Again, the website is retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. I'm not trying to sell you something. These are all free resources available. So on today's podcast episode, I wanted to talk about why people wait until 65 to retire. 
And this is a real problem for a lot of people. And it's just the cost of health insurance is so high. As you can imagine, that was the reason why people wait until 65. Is at 65, they're eligible for Medicare, right? So it's not just you that's waiting until 65. It's not just your neighbor or coworkers that are going to wait until 65 or have decided to wait until 65 because Medicare kicks in, you're automatically eligible for Medicare at 65. And I don't claim to be a Medicare expert. It changes so much, especially with the different supplement plans. They change on an annual basis. I actually have a specialist who I consult with, with my all of my clients, and she's located about 10 miles from my office. So I have been really able to learn a lot from her and my own clients when it comes to their Medicare planning. But what I can say is, let's talk about different instances where someone is able to retire before 65. So I do a lot of retirement plans for people where they decide to retire at 63 and a half. Why do they retire at 63 and a half? Well, they know that they can jump on COBRA for 18 months to bridge the gap between 63 and a half and 65 when they jump on Medicare. COBRA is very expensive. However, it's the same health insurance that you've been accustomed to while you were working. So essentially what these people are deciding to do is if they can afford to bite the bullet for those 18 months, they're going to pay an expensive premium, but it's going to be the same health insurance they've been used to having. So it's a very simple change. And really, the only change is the price of the premium. Again, their employer is no longer kicking in part or, or most of the premium. They're paying the entire premium on their own for those 18 months of COBRA. The other thing about COBRA is if your spouse is on your health insurance through work, you retire, your spouse is entitled to 36 months of COBRA. So just in case, let's say your husband retires, his wife was covered through the health insurance of his former employer now, I guess, then his wife would be able to have the COBRA coverage for 36 months. And hopefully that would get her to, let's say, 65 even if she was two years younger. There are two other options if you wanted to retire before 65. One is private health insurance and one is Obamacare. Let's start with private insurance. That would be like a plan outside of the healthcare exchange through, let's say, Blue Cross and Blue Shield or some other health insurance company that offered insurance to individuals off the exchange. Now, you just have to understand that the premium is going to be very, very expensive for someone, let's say 60, 61, 62. And I can tell you, I am not a health insurance expert. I bring one in and consult Kathy to come in and help our clients. But when I'm in these meetings with her and clients that are 60, 61, 62, they are always not surprised. I wouldn't say they're surprised, but they kind of have sticker shock when they hear what the cost of a monthly premium is for good health insurance outside of the healthcare exchange, right? So you're looking at $800, $900, $1,000 a month for the silver and gold plans. I've even had a few people say, gosh, it's like having a mortgage payment for a couple years until Medicare kicks in. But at least you have really, really good health insurance. The other way to go is what a lot of people go is through the healthcare exchange. And so that's Obamacare, right? 
That's the Affordable Care Act that we all remember, right? It's health insurance that everybody can afford. Well, affordable, that whole word is debatable. It's also very subjective, right? So what's affordable to someone may seem very unaffordable to somebody else. The thing about Obamacare, and I'm not wild about it, you can probably tell in my voice, is it's income-based. So, for example, in 2021, a married couple with a household income of under $68,960 a year, they qualify for an Obamacare subsidy on their monthly premiums. And there are income bans, so to speak, that if you get under certain bans of income, taxable income, for 2021, this same couple could qualify for more of a subsidy, and therefore your a monthly health insurance premium would be less. Now, you may have a very, very huge deductible, but I've had clients that try to beat the system, so to speak, and they may have monthly health insurance premiums of under $100 because they have such a big subsidy because they have artificially kept their taxable income lower for the few years leading up to age 65 when they qualify for Medicare. So I have seen people, and let's just make this hypothetical here. Let's say, I'm, I'm going to exaggerate this a little bit. Let's say someone has, let's say a couple, Mary and Michael, they have two and a half million dollars, their high net worth, two and a half million dollars in their 401ks. And they have CDs at the bank and they have Roth IRAs, let's say that equate to two hundred dollars to $250,000. So what they might do is they might leave the 401ks alone because they're all pre-tax, right? The $2.5 million of 401ks are pre-tax. And for a couple years leading up to 65, they might try to live on cashing in the CDs and Roth IRA withdrawals. And what that does is that looks like they have very, very little reportable income, and therefore they qualify for a bigger subsidy based on Obamacare. So people are literally trying to beat the system, so to speak, and qualify for a higher subsidy just by strategically keeping their income under certain limits. And when you're retired, well, you certainly can do that by taking money out of certain buckets that are not taxable versus others that would be. Now, the system is obviously broken because someone that is worth, in my example, two and a half million in 401ks and another $200,000, $250,000 outside of 401ks, they can obviously afford, I mean, affordable healthcare is kind of such a joke, really. I mean, believe me, I could go on and on about why Obamacare has been a train wreck. Just give you one example. If you want help with Obamacare health insurance, they used to compensate health insurance agents just a little bit for helping you sign up for Obamacare. A couple years ago, they got rid of that. So if you try to hire an independent health insurance specialist to help you pick the right Obamacare plan, well, guess what? The insurance agent doesn't get paid anything, so they may charge you an hourly rate 
Whereas before, at least they got like a small, small commission. So there's a lot of people that will get these Obamacare plans and try to qualify for the subsidy by keeping their income under these thresholds, so to speak. So they get a larger subsidy, lower premium. Now they'll have a really, really high deductible in most cases. And that's where an HSA plan, hopefully before, while you were still working prior to retirement, maybe you were funding an HSA plan through work. And the thinking is that, hey, what if I retire at 62, I'm going to have this HSA that will help pay for those healthcare costs because I have such a high deductible, maybe. So I think I covered kind of the three different decisions you have or choices you have once you retire if you're not 65. Again, COBRA is an option. It's going to be an expensive option, but it's going to be the same insurance you were used to. You can look at private insurance, which is going to be very expensive. However, it's quality insurance, and you only have to keep it until 65. The other option is you can look at an Obamacare policy, and if your income is low enough, you will have a subsidy which helps lower your premium. Of all my clients that have gone the Obamacare route, I would say the majority of them were unhappy with the policy and couldn't wait until they were 65 and eligible for Medicare. So let's talk about Medicare. Let's talk about what it's going to cost. Let's cover some of the basics and to give you an idea of what you're getting into. So you may remember something called a FICA tax. You may have heard of that. If you looked at your pay stub, you might have seen the letters F-I-C-A on there. What a FICA tax is, is essentially it is 7.65%. Of that 7.65% that you're paying every paycheck, 6.2% is going to Social Security and the other 1.45% is paying into Medicare as the Medicare tax. So for most people, they've been paying into Medicare their entire lives, and they really haven't noticed because it comes right out of their paycheck through the FICA tax. So you've been paying into Medicare for all these years, but you're not done paying into Medicare. So once you hit 65, you're eligible for what we call Medicare. It's your health insurance for most retired people. Medicare has different parts to it. Medicare Part A, that's hospital coverage. It's free. There's Medicare Part B. Medicare Part B covers most things like preventative care and that kind of stuff. So everything that is medically necessary services that you might run into. So your standard of care. So for people, when you look at your social security statement, let's say it's $2,000 a month. Well, guess what? Medicare Part B has a monthly premium that comes out of that $2,000 a month. So if you looked at your social security statement, you might say, okay, I'm going to have $2,000 a month of income. Well, guess what? They're not showing you that, hey, Medicare Part B in 2021 starts at $148.50 a month. So really, let's be honest here. You're not getting that $2,000 a month. You're getting something like $1,851.50. So if you're looking at your social security statement, Just go ahead and remember that, hey, Medicare Part B is coming out of there. And if for a married couple filing jointly, if your income is under $176,000, your Medicare Part B will cost you $148 a month. And guess what? Part B, the way Medicare works is it covers 80% of your medical cost. You're on the hook for the other 20%. Let me say that again. Medicare Part B covers 80% of your costs. You're on the hook for the other 20%. 
So a lot of people may pay out of pocket for that other 20% and they just don't get a Medicare supplement plan or Medicare Advantage plan. The whole idea of a Medicare supplement plan or Medicare Advantage plan is to take care of that other 20%. Now, for me personally, I'm getting a supplement plan when I turn 65. The whole idea of a supplement plan is it's X amount of dollars every month, and then it covers everything after that. Now, there's a a small deductible, but for the most part, most supplement plans, and I'm talking the Cadillac plans, like a plan F or plan G, they cover the other 20%. And here in Missouri, when Kathy, our health insurance expert, has run different quotes or estimates of the cost of a monthly premium for a Medicare supplement plan, it's somewhere between $200 and $300 a month. Medicare Advantage plans, a lot of them have a zero monthly premium, but they may have a big, big deductible. They can be a lot more complex than a Medicare supplement plan. So if you want to go that route, yes, it's going to save you money probably as a monthly premium, but you want to make sure that you really, really understand the plan you're getting and have your health insurance expert walk you through that. And when you're picking out a supplement or a Medicare Advantage plan, you want to make sure that you can keep your same doctors that you've been accustomed to using. So your health insurance agent, and I always recommend an independent health insurance agent where they can shop it around, do the research for you so you can keep your same doctors and physicians who you've been seeing. And then after that, there is something called Medicare Part D, which is very popular for drug. So Part D, remember, for drug, those range, and they can be less expensive, more expensive, depending on the medication that you're taking. If you're not taking any medications, maybe you don't need one. So I'm just going to make up a scenario like for myself, if I was 65 this year and my income was under $176,000, my Medicare Part B would be $148.50 per month. And let's just say I had a supplement plan, which was plan G, and my monthly premium was 250 bucks. So you can tell all in, I'm about $400 for Medicare. That's what my monthly premium is going to be for Medicare. Medicare Part B, that $148 per month, it comes right out of your Social Security benefit. You're technically paying the premium, but you're not writing a check for it. If you're collecting your Social Security, it comes right out of your Social Security benefit. Now, if you're holding off until age 70 to claim your Social Security benefit, then you would have to pay that Medicare Part B, that $148.50 in that scenario. So to kind of recap here, I just said for a lot of 65-year-olds in Missouri, gosh, you can get Medicare Part B and a supplement plan G for about $400 a month. So that's pretty affordable, and and Medicare is virtually accepted everywhere. So $400 a month is a lot better than if you look up the cost of your COBRA or private health insurance, which may be closer to a grand or more per month. So I hope this discussion kind of helps you as you plan ahead for your own health insurance in retirement or before retirement. I have a lot of clients that have pushed off retirement until 65 because just by principle, they don't want to spend $1,000 a month on health insurance. They just don't want to do it. Maybe they can afford to do it, but just out of principle, they refuse to. 
And I'll go back and say and restate this, that health insurance is a very, very important component to the retirement planning process. And especially as you get older, your health care becomes more important to you because, you know, a lot of people say that's one of the best things in life is having good health. So I hope today's discussion has been helpful for you. If you have any questions or want to check out previous episodes, check out my website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. I'll see you next time for another episode of the Retirement Made Easy podcast. And remember, always dream big. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, please consult your attorney, tax advisor, or financial advisor prior to investing. This is a hypothetical example and is not representative of any specific investment. Your results may vary. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices mentioned are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. The SmartVestor program is a directory of investment professionals. Neither Dave Ramsey nor SmartVestor are affiliates of St. Louis Retirement Advisors or LPL Financial. There is no guarantee that a diversified portfolio will enhance overall returns or outperform a non-diversified portfolio. Diversification does not protect against market risk. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, Memra FINRA, SIPC. Mm-hmm.